The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 10th chapter. Jesus said, Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father and a daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever receives you receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet, because he is a prophet, will receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person, because he is a righteous person, will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water, because he is a disciple, truly I say to you, he will by no means lose his reward. This is the Gospel of the Lord. In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. The book of Acts begins by recalling to Theophilus all that Jesus began to do and to teach. Those words are often glossed over by even the most ardent student of the scriptures, but they tell us something about the nature of the Gospels themselves. The Gospels provide for us the discourses and the sermons of Jesus, he catechizes the disciples, and the evangelists, in turn, catechize us. We get the theory and the teaching in the classroom, as it were. But the teaching takes on a deeper form as we watch the teacher do what he teaches. We sometimes forget that as Jesus walks the roads of Judea and Galilee, healing, blessing and forgiving, that his disciples are often a short distance away watching. On occasion, Jesus would teach, and the disciples would ask questions, not fully grasping the teachings. When Jesus would heal, forgive, bless, and raise the dead, the mouths of the disciples would often gape wide open in amazement. Today, we hear difficult words from Jesus in his teaching, which is considered to be part of a missionary discourse to the disciples. So what comes with the Missio Dei, the mission of God? Jesus tells us, I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. A person's enemies will be those of his own household. Tough words to hear. What do they mean when Jesus teaches them to the disciples? And what do they mean to Matthew, our evangelist? 
it helps to remember that these new disciples were of Jewish background, their families were Jewish, their customs were Jewish, and the Pharisees were always close by to make sure that there was no straying from the traditions and practices of that system. These disciples would come to realize these words of Jesus in their own lives as they confessed the Savior in their homes and in their neighborhoods. If we were to go back and read chapters 8 and 9 in Matthew's Gospel, the examples or the doings of Jesus came upon the heels of today's Gospel. He teaches today in our Gospel what we already watched in chapters 8 and 9. In chapter 8, Jesus goes to the region of the Gadarenes where he heals two men with demons. What we find there is curious. Two demon-possessed men in Gentile territory. No one could go near them because they were so fierce and dangerous. One of the dynamics of this healing is the demon-possessed were part of that ethnic community in the Gadarenes. They were the same people. They were family. Their own countrymen were powerless to help and aid these two men. Because of the dynamics of evil, people of the same region were separated and at odds with one another. Community still remained fractured. The two men were forced to live in the tombs with the dead. The point for us is that in the end, their only true community was with the dead. But the Lord of Life steps onto shore and comes to those so greatly feared by their own townspeople. Only Jesus dared to come to establish community with them. An enduring community where mercy is both tangible and substantive. Jesus came to cast away evil, to help to heal, to give mercy, to love. Jesus came to refresh and renew these two forsaken men. It is reminiscent of what Jesus says is a mark of discipleship in our gospel. Whoever gives one of these little ones even a cup of cold water will not lose his reward. If we try to imagine the intricacies of the story, it is not unreasonable to imagine that the townspeople went on with life as if it were normal. The herdsman is out in the field with his pigs. Normal duties, normal day, ignoring the forsaken men, overcome by demons and dwelling among the dead. The pregnant reality is that the people were impotent in helping the two men who wandered naked and tormented. The only answer for the townspeople was to separate the men and pretend that they didn't exist, that their suffering didn't exist. As Jesus taught the disciples in our gospel about following him, they were to f reflect what they would lose from this world 
along with what they would gain, exchanging earthly community for a heavenly community. You may lose father, mother, son, or daughter over the faith, but you gain Jesus, the Heavenly Father, and a holy community draped in Christ's love. The example of this is evident in the conclusion of the healing of the demon-possessed man. Jesus cast the demons into the pigs, which ran into the sea and drowned. The herdsmen flee in fear to go tell, and this is where we see the strange reversal of what makes for community. The townspeople come to meet Jesus and see, but the response is surprising. They begged him to leave their region. The two men now had Jesus, but the people didn't want Jesus. In all likelihood, this would only complicate matters for the two men going forward. Now the two men dwelt among the living, and we come to see that the townspeople lived among the dead. And this is the point for us and for the disciples. Jesus, our peace on earth, comes to give life, but such a heavenly peace is too wonderful and often too difficult for many to bear. And this is why Jesus says, I come not to bring peace but a sword. All of humanity must come to the recognition that things creaturely cannot save us in the world. Human constructions of community support the strong and the majority, but those who suffer and are cast away are often forsaken. Jesus comes to save the lost and the helpless. These images provided by Matthew support the words in our text. We are to realize that Jesus came to us, you and me, and we were once like the two demon-possessed men. Our darkness constructed walls which separated us from others. But Jesus has come to give us life. You dwell among the living. By virtue of this life, Jesus has given to you. You rest in holy community with the Heavenly Father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit. Jesus has lovingly and carefully knit you into Him. Holy body, holy church, holy and divine mercy. As you draw near this day to the Lord's table, you are in holy company, holy community with saints, angels, archangels, all of heaven's citizenry, and Jesus Christ, our Savior. And Jesus will always come to you in your time of need to save, refresh, Restore. In having your own life as an icon of God's love through grace, you become the same light to others in bringing hope to the nations.
In the holy name of Jesus, 